Well, hey, Journey, what a treat it is to be with all of you, even though I'm not in the building. Thanks for letting me join you and share with you via video this weekend. We're currently in a series that we're calling Humble Pie. Humble Pie. And, and I'm sorry if you thought that it was going to be more about the second word than the first, uh, but I am, in fact, going to be talking about humility. So, so to be humble in general is actually something that's hard to talk about, right? Because, I mean, the, the moment that I say to you, I have something to teach you about being humble, well, then I'm not, right? I'm no longer humble. Tim Keller says it like this. He says, humility is so shy, if you begin talking about it, it leaves. And so humility becomes something that's almost elusive, it's one of those like core ways of living that's difficult to identify in ourselves because the, the moment you talk about it, the moment you acknowledge it, it disappears. You know as well as I do, the opposite of humility is to call ourselves humble. And so I reached this uh, point in my life about a, about a year ago. I, I was reflecting on some things and I had this little epiphany and it occurred to me that pretty much every single thought I ever had inside my head was about me, was focused on me, was centered around me. Like it's a, it's a scary place inside of my head. And in that moment, I began to, to scrutinize my way of, of prideful thinking that it was so centered around me and I started to get pretty down on myself. I found myself saying to God, I'm sorry for always thinking about me. And God's like, Chris, you're an only child. You've always thought the world revolved all around you. Right? It, it, didn't, it didn't really go like that. But I did find myself getting swept up in a cycle of getting down on myself, thinking less of myself. So it was very liberating when I just like stumbled across C.S. Lewis's definition of humility. Here's what he says. He says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Or to put it another way, as we seek to imitate the life of Jesus, living humble lives, we do not need to put ourselves down thinking less of ourselves because the reality is Jesus never did that and he never modeled it anyway. However, still, the thing about humility is that it's difficult to come up with a list of ways to actualize such a trait in our lives. Like I can't really provide you with a, a foolproof list of five ways to perfect humility. But if humility is at the core of being like Jesus, following Jesus, then certainly we want to become it, right? So how? How do we lead more humble lives? How do we embrace humility without scaring it away by pridefully calling it out and labeling it? Like if we're to say, yeah, I want to imitate the humility of Jesus, then how do we even begin the process of moving closer to such a life? Right? Or maybe even the question becomes, why, why do we want humility to be foundational in our lives at all? Isn't it just some pie-in-the-sky pursuit? See what, I, see what I did there with the pie? Humble pie? Anyway, since, since, all, since all I have are cheesy jokes, let me take us back to C.S. Lewis, a brilliant mind, as he gives us a picture of what humility might look like actualized in our life. So he, he writes this in Mere Christianity. He says, to even get near humility, even for a moment, is like a drink of cold water to a man in a desert. Do not imagine that if you meet 
a really humble man, he will be what most people call humble nowadays. He will not be a sort of greasy, smarmy person who is always telling you that, of course, he is nobody. Probably all you will think about him is that he seemed a cheerful, intelligent chap who took a real interest in what you said to him. If you dislike him, it will be because you feel a little envious of anyone who seems to enjoy life so easily. He will not be thinking about humility. He will not be thinking about himself at all. And again, we find that humility is less of a trait that we can name and achieve, but it's more of a way of being. Like humility must be ingrained deep within us because it would seem the moment we name it, think of it, try so hard to be it, it's gone. Which I'm just realizing even now, this means I'm painting a picture for all of us of something impossible. Great sermon, Chris, something we can't ever do. So let's take the focus off of me, humbly speaking, right? And we'll see what Jesus might have to say to us. But first, if you've ever read the Bible, or probably even if you've ever heard of the Bible, then you know it's a book filled with the call to live humbly, right? And I could quote you those passages that are found throughout Scripture and say, see, it's in the Bible. So be humble now. Go and be humble But today what I want us to do is I want us to go a little deeper and realize that one, all things are possible with God, even humility, even for somebody like me, and that two, Jesus invites us all to learn the essence of the humble life from him. So we're gonna be in Matthew 11 and beginning in verse 28, Jesus lays out, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful and life-changing invitations you'll ever receive. So here's what he says. I told you Jesus said it. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Like I, I want to draw our attention then to, to two things from this all-inclusive invitation issued by Jesus, right? An invitation for all, all who are weary, all who carry heavy burdens. And the, the first thing that I see happening here is that humility is a byproduct of being with Jesus. Right? Humility is a byproduct of being with Jesus. Essentially, if we take Jesus up on this invite, on this invitation... It's with him and out of a relationship with him that humility is born. And then the the second thing I want to draw our attention to is that that he talks about rest, right? And resting in this setting is an acknowledgement that life in general is not all about us. And it's it's an admittance that we can't do everything on our own. We cannot rest as Jesus invites us to rest if we are not seeking to be humble as he is humble. Because then we'll think it's all about us. And humility, it's found in the grace of Jesus that is inviting us all to be with him so that he can humbly and gently teach us to imitate his life, to live as he lived. And that's the great gift of this invitation, that it's for everyone. And Jesus will teach us to live this way, but only if we choose to draw near 
when he invites us in, only if we choose to take him up on his invitation. And, and I believe that when we, when we listen to, to the gospel preached or, or we meditate on it in the scriptures, that we're driving it so deeply then into our hearts and into our imaginations and into our thinking that we just begin to instinctively live out the gospel. And so the, the challenge would be that we would then embrace and preach grace until humility just starts to grow inside of us, starts to become born within us, which sounds great, but then the, the question gets flipped around, like what is that? mean for you? What does that mean? It means you've got to be intentional about getting the rhythm of being with Jesus, hearing him speak through scripture and prayer, and then responding to his voice, to his guiding, to his word. And it's true that humility is a byproduct of Jesus. I mean, I believe that's true anyway. And so simply put, you just got to make him a priority in your life. Maybe that's five, 10, 15 minutes, an hour. Like it doesn't matter where you begin, but just that you begin or that you continue to spend time with Jesus. And it can be this one small step at a time where you begin to learn to hear his voice and respond in obedience. So now the question that I pose is what if we all did this? What if this was actually how we lived our lives? Like what if we began to so passionately pursue Jesus that humility was something that began to naturally define our lives even just as a community of people? Imagine the impact for the kingdom of God. Imagine the impact on our family and our friends and of course our own lives. Like imagine if others walked away from an encounter with one of us right, any of us, just reveling in how we listened to them and loved them, not so that we might be labeled humble, but that our lives might be and look like the life of Jesus. We did it because it became so ingrained in us. So here's something practical. What if every conversation you had for, for one day, we tried to listen at least 51% of the time, Right, that means you're listening more than you're talking. Like, and just see what would happen. Because David Asberger, he, he wrote it like this. He said, being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. Let me, let me read that again. He says, being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. So, may we take Jesus up on this invitation then to come to him and find rest and in the process of, of being with him, maybe also find humility in the form of grace and in the form of listening and in the form of responding and in the form of then putting other people first. That's the life that Jesus modeled for us. Let's go ahead and set our things aside. You can turn off your phones, close up your Bibles, whatever you need to do. And we're gonna spend just a, a few moments reflecting on what it is that we feel God might be saying to us today. Maybe it pertains to humility. Maybe it pertains to rest. Maybe it pertains to listening. Maybe it pertains to the time you spend with Jesus and, and how that's a priority. I don't know what it is, but you and God can talk that over now. And I'll close this in a moment.
Jesus, we understand your invitation, your invitation for all of us to come, any of us who are carrying anything that's too heavy for us. Thank you for inviting us. Would you give us the courage to respond, to come to you, to, to lay our burdens before you and trust your, your humble, gentle teaching in our lives? Would that bring rest to our souls and then deep within us as we just, just sit with you in, in, in that grace, God, would that build up within us a humble spirit that imitates and mimics yours? Would you help us acknowledge if we need to acknowledge that, that we, we can't do life on our own without you? Would you help us build into this rhythm of, of giving you our time, spending time in, in the scriptures, in, in prayer? And would you speak to us? Would you, would you allow us to hear your voice, God? And then would you give us the courage and the boldness to respond in obedience to what it is you're saying to us? And in the midst of all of that, and in the midst of being with you, would one of the byproducts of that be humility in our lives? Not so that people can point around and say we are humble, but so that, that, that people might actually see Jesus in us whenever they interact with us. And they might know that they are loved as Jesus loves them. God, help us be your people. Help us live humble lives like you. We love you and it's for your glory that any of this would become real in our lives. It's your name we pray.